change will not come if we wait for some other person or if we wait for some other time. We are the ones we've been waiting for. cannot continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we've set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. Tap, tap it on the roof. Big 
looking out the window to see what they can see. It's a candy cane Christmas, sweet as it can. Folks, you're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start um, back, uh, you know, doing this show Monday through Thursday, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. And on special special broadcasts when something really interesting is happening, we'll go for a full two hours. But you, my faithful listening audience, more than 300,000 strong and tons more downloads are going to start hearing my melodious voice Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9 p.m. for the foreseeable future. So, that being said, it's the Christmas season and we are happy that it is so. All across this country, I've been hearing the the verbiage, happy holidays. Some have said to me, hey, Dr. Jones, happy holidays. And of course I respond with, well, what, what holiday is that? Are we talking about uh, Thanksgiving, Fourth uh, of July? Which holidays are you saying happy holidays for? I watched an episode a couple of weeks ago. Oh, by the way, you're listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is the (laughs) – today's date is is the 7th – what is today's date? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Come on. Get it together, man. Today's date is December 16th. 2013, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun, and I am your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Now, we had to get that out of the way. We got, we, got to, we got to do that every single time. Anyway, so now, back to what I was saying. We were watching, I was watching an episode of The Good Wife. It's one of my favorite shows. Even though, initially, when the show um, debuted, she was The Good Wife. Because, uh, you know, her husband had strayed, played beautifully by, uh, by Chris Nort, and, uh, and she was pretty much faithful. Until she hooked up with Will Gardner's character, Will Gardner, uh, a law firm uh, uh, partner where she had worked and she'd been hired, and they had a torrid affair. 
and even then, even still, after three seasons, there's still some lingering effects from that. So I'm not sure if the good wife really applies anymore. And quite frankly, I came close to not watching the show anymore after she strayed. I tend to have this idea, idealistic uh, attitude, even still at 51, soon to be 52, uh, that, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll, they'll put something on television where, um, the wife or the husband will actually be faithful in the face of all considerable temptation. But that's not always the case. Not, not always, not always the case. So anyway, nevertheless, there was a, uh, it was Christmas. It's the Christmas season. And they kept referring to the Christmas season as the holiday season. And the Christmas tree as a holiday tree. And the Christmas parties that were taking place across the greater Chicago land as holiday parties. And they made such emphasis to be politically correct. It was nauseating. Absolutely nauseating to go through that episode but I watched it it was pretty good and all except for the the politically political correct uh, nonsense it was pretty good but we're going to get into the war on Christmas you know later on this week because there is such a thing even though MSNBC and NBC and ABC and CBS and are trying hard to convince you that there's no such thing that it's all being made up by Fox News. That's simply not the case. Anyway, so we got a lot to talk about tonight. We've got an hour to do it, or at this point, less than an hour, since I've rambled on about a television series called The Good Wife. Going to talk a little bit about socialism, morality, anti-morality, and more socialism. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. You're welcome to call in and give your thoughts on these topics and and more and if if you don't get a chance to call in tonight you know we'll, we'll be here tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday and all of next week yeah it's going to be great and we'll even have a a Christmas day show and a Christmas eve uh, broadcast and it's going to be fun it's going to be fun and I'm glad to be back now on the air broadcasting full time like old times so in the meantime we're going to take a short break we'll come right back and uh, and then we'll get we'll get on with the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I know there's so many things that you could be doing with your time, and you chose to come in and listen to my broadcast, and I certainly do appreciate it. Anyway, without further ado, we're going to do our our promos, and, <laughs> and then we'll get right back. We got to get we got to get these things out of the way. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Doctor C. Robert Jones Situation Report. <laughs> Folks, and welcome to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Happy birthday, America. Doc Jones is a real patriot. In fact, not only does he think like our founding fathers, he likes to see what they see, too. And then I got the thought that uh, I'd like to kind of see what Lincoln might be looking at. Wound up actually sitting on Lincoln's lap. Wound up falling asleep. Falling asleep in Lincoln's lap. I woke the sun was coming up. I must have been asleep for at least two, three, four hours. The Situation Report, weekdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. What's crack-a-lacking, my peoples? What's crack-a-lacking, my peeps? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of You Guessed It, You Got It, and that's how we do it. Live and direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain. 
What's crack-a-lackin'? What's crack-a-lackin'? I'll tell you what's crack-a-lackin'. Cheesy. What's the crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crackin'? Well, what's crackin', man, is everybody else, but everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's crackin'? Cheesy, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crack-a-lackin', Dana? My brother from another mother. How are we, sir? <laughs> What's cracking, sister? What's cracking, What's cracking, What's crack-a-lacking? What do you got to say, ma'am? I just got to say, awesome show. Just totally awesome. That's right, folks. We keep it crack-a-lacking, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to Live and Direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, www.20-20radio.com. Always crack-a-lacking, and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. justification 
for his existence is his service to society. And that society may dispose of him in any way it pleases for the sake of whatever it deems to be its own tribal collective good. That's what socialism is. So, I mean, and, and we've all heard of it. We've, we've all heard it in very subtle ways. How many times have you heard someone say, you know, God put me on this earth to serve other people? God put me on this earth to be of use to others. And that I have been placed on this earth to serve mankind. I have been placed on this earth to do for others. A couple of good friends, one who is a very well-known and prominent dentist. Now, yeah, she, 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 drives a, she drives the great cars. She lives in a nice house. She's making pretty good money. Her lazy-ass children don't work, so she supports them. They still live in the house. All of that. But she said to me a couple of years back that, you know, the Lord put me on this earth to serve other people. And I'm going to do what I can to benefit my fellow man. Well, for me, that smacks up socialism. And I'll tell you why. Because I asked her, I said, uh, okay, well, you're, you're a well-known dentist. You, 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 you do good work over in, uh, over in uh, the uh, colonial Williamsburg area in Virginia, and you, and you got a great practice. So would you say that if a five or six, maybe ten homeless folk came in and they needed implants, they wanted implants, it's a costly procedure. And you had the choice of turning them away. You've got ten guys. I say you've got ten, ten, five guys and five girls. They come in. They, they lost all their teeth. They were smoking crack, you know, and just rotting teeth. Maybe they weren't smoking crack. But nevertheless, rotting teeth, you have the wherewithal to provide dental implants for anyone who walks in. Would you just do that? Would you take money out of your profits or food out of your lazy-ass grown children's mouths so that uh, they can have a little less freeloading to provide for these homeless folk who come in and they need their, their teeth filled? Now, you've got paying customers, but would you make room to take care of Almost anyone who came in who needed help. Because as you stated to me, God put you on this earth to serve other people, not yourself. Of course, now when it came to her money, her livelihood, her lifestyle, and that of her lazy children, who are adults and still at home with their mama, living off of her. Now when it, came, when it comes to all that, she decided that, well, my argument didn't make any sense. You know, and what I was saying was absurd and could never happen and so on and so forth. But she never answered the question. She never answered, would she turn away paying folk and make room for people who could not afford to pay for a very costly procedure? She, she refused to answer the question. So what we have here is a case of socialism uh, being a really great thing for a lot of people unless it applies to them. Now we see in the current administration where um, Obamacare doesn't apply. The first family will not use Obamacare. Harry Reid has exempted his staff from the Affordable Care Act. How How... Congress, for the most part, is exempt from the Affordable Care Act. How is it that this government and this, this, this government can make laws that they are exempt from? They can tell us what's good for us, but it's somehow not good enough for them. I have a good friend. Her name is Max former police chief, 
She says she loves Obama. She loves the guy. She thinks he's great. So I say, uh, Max, what do, you, what do you like about him? Uh, uh, I just like him. Well, well, what do you like about him? What, what policies do you, uh, do you like? What, what policies uh, fit in with your philosophy? Well, she hemmed and hawed, as they usually do. She couldn't tell me. I just like him. I just think, I just think he, I just feel, I just feel, I feel like this and I feel like that. That's what she said. And I said, well, Max, you're, you're a cancer survivor. Did you know that a lot of cancer survivors are, and cancer patients are losing their health insurance under the Affordable Care Act? Are you, are you concerned about it? I'm not concerned about it, she says. I got health insurance through my job. Well, of course, they, they did too, Max. Are you not concerned about these things? I just think the president is doing a good thing. Okay, all right. So enough of that. So we've got a situation where socialism, Marxism, it's all good in theory. Unless, of course, it applies to those people who advocate Socialism and Marxism. I told you about my friend, the dentist, who it's just great. She was put on this earth to serve other people, she said. And yeah, I grew up thinking that too, right? I grew up thinking that, yeah, you know, uh, it, it, it will be a great thing if I am able to benefit my fellow man. If I can make use of my life by helping someone else. But back when I was a kid, it was made to seem like that was the only thing I was here for. That somehow God had, and, and, and you know, I was made to feel guilty about it. And maybe, maybe you were too. That God put us on this earth for a purpose. And that purpose was to serve others. Is that, is that right? Are we here to serve other people? I, I've heard folks say that, well, I live for my children. And it always causes me to chuckle because most of the people who are saying they live for their children, the children are adults now, you know? How are you living for your children? Live for yourself so that you're able to take better care of your children. That's what I think. I never, I never gave a single thought to living for my children. I live for me. And as a result of living for me, my children are much better off for it. So I guess you can say that you... A mother could say or a father could say, I go to work to earn money so that I can take care of my children. But is that why you go to work? If you didn't have any children, would you? Um, it's an interesting concept. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. We've got some chatter in the chat room. Kind of interesting. Now, uh, Mary writes in the chat room that her friend's son has a free dental clinic once a week. Now, see, I like that. A, a free dental clinic once a week where you, you sort of give back to the community. And then and, and, and it's great where you do that. But to say that you have dedicated your life, a la Mother Teresa, to the betterment of others... When you are driving the most up-to-date Mercedes-Benz, you're living in the biggest house, and it's just you and your two lazy children, and you're pretty much traveling all over the world and doing all kinds of things, but you're living for someone else. Socialism. Once again, socialism is the doctrine that man has no right to exist for his own sake. Now, I have... I have indicated to I've said to many of my friends that I live for me. I work hard for me. I excel for my own sake. And 
unanimously they believe that I'm being selfish because I don't state outright or at least even pretend that I exist, that my mama gave birth to me January 10, 1962, a cold winter Chicago morning, just so that I could be of service to other people. Am I being am I am I being am I not being politically correct here? Because the essential characteristics of socialism is the denial of individual property rights under socialism the right to property which is the right to use and dispose to vested society as a whole it's being a collective and to have things distributed by the state or by the government so am i are we all a part of a collective no, we are all individuals. We're, we're individuals. So that's how I see it. But, but American life gives uh, individuals the chance to make two kinds of personal choices, as we're going to talk about morality, anti-morality, and socialism. Structural choices are the big decisions that configure the course of life and involve significant risk and responsibility, like when to marry, how to support oneself and our dependents, where to live, and they tend to be made after a conscious consideration of alternatives. Functional choices are the everyday decisions, such as what words to speak, how to behave toward others, and what to eat and where. Functional choices tend to be made up more or less unconsciously, according to taste and preferences within, with, without much deep thought. Personal preferences. Do we belong to a group? Are we a collective or are we individuals? That's the question. Holger, who has a great show, Holger Awakens on Blog Talk Radio, prostitute <laughs> I work to serve others when you get to the pearly gates will it have your name in the book or the name of the group you belong to mm-hmm interesting question will it have your name or the group you belong to Holder asked that question in our chat room here in blog talk radio I think it's a fair question. Are we here for the betterment of ourselves as individuals, thus benefiting others in the process, or are, did our parents, did our moms labor to give birth to us so that we could be of use to the state? Hmm. Is that a good question? I don't know. It's a crazy, it's a crazy question. So, what do you think? Have we, should we go the route of socialism? Should we become one with the state? Or are we are we individuals? Now, to be fair, the socialists had a certain kind of logic on their side. If the if the collective sacrifice of all to all is the moral idea, then they wanted to establish this ideal in practice. Here, on this earth, the argument that socialism would not and could not work didn't stop, doesn't stop a lot of folks. Neither has altruism ever worked. But this hasn't caused 
man to stop and question it. It doesn't cause our president to act on it. Only reason can ask such questions. And reason, we are told on all sides, has nothing to do with morality. Morality lies outside the realm of reason. No rational morality can ever be defined. The fallacies and contradictions in the economic theories of socialism were exposed and refuted time and time again throughout history. In the 19th century, as well as today, this did not and does not stop anyone. It is not an issue of economics, but of morality. The intellectuals and the so-called idealists were determined to make socialism work and still are to this very day. How? By that magic means of all irrationalists, somehow, somehow, now, to be sure, there's no difference between communism and socialism except in the means of achieving the same ultimate end. Communism proposes to enslave men by force, socialism by vote. It is merely the difference between murder and suicide. Are we headed that way? Now, Mary writes in the chat room, serve God, serve others. Mary also writes in the chat room, love God, love others. No, no, I agree. Serve God. Serve yourself. That's what I think. I serve my own ends. You see, I, I just can't rationalize God putting me on this planet to be someone else's slave. Or someone else's... I don't know. I mean, because on one side, when you have children, you know, your, your responsibility is to them. You know, feed them before you're fed. You know, clothe them before you're clothed. You know, those kinds of things. But those are choices. One can choose not to have children. And thus, you don't have to worry about that kind of thing. One can choose not to be married and thus uh, be a take care. But in the state, I mean, did God, did God breathe life into me for me to be a slave to other men and women for me to work hard so that I can make someone else's life easier or is it my choice is it my choice for example it, if I go out and I work hard and I strive to excel and succeed. And I make two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars a year. And I spend money. I boost the economy. And on the side, I do volunteer work. I I support causes and so on. Am I doing the Lord's work? Or am I here to work hard and turn over half of what everything I earn or more to the government so that they can take care of other people? Am I here for someone else's enslavement? That's the question. Now, hold your rights in the chat room. When you serve God, you benefit others. But we don't serve another human being. Now, I tend to agree with that. I'm not here to serve any other human being. I'm not here to benefit my fellow man. I don't believe that. Because it's up to each of us to make our own way in the world. And I believe that God put us on this planet to make our own way. 
and that we have a choice. And that choice is to help other people or, or we don't have to. What do you think about that? What is a socialist? What is a Marxist? Examples of socialism. Examples of Marxism. Is the Affordable Care Act an act of socialism? Real world examples of socialism? Well, let's look at the Affordable Care Act. Assist any system in which the production and distribution of goods and services is a shared responsibility of a group of people. Listen to me. Let me, let me repeat that. Socialism refers to any system in which the production and distribution of goods and services is a shared responsibility of a group of people. Socialism is based upon economic and political theories that advocate for collectivism. In a state of socialism, there is no private property, privately owned property. So, how far are we from that with the Affordable Care Act? Where, in theory, the young people of America are obligated to rush to sign up to pay higher premiums for care they will not use until they get older to support older people like myself in achieving our well in getting in getting health care. So the young people are pretty much enslaved by the government to sign up for the Affordable Care Act, pay high premiums, not go to the doctor, not visit the doctors, not, not having a need to because pretty much they're young invincibles, as I've been told, quote, invincibles, end quote. So they won't be putting a burden on the health care system, not yet. They're basically paying for me and supporting me. So basically, what we have is a form of socialism, where the Obama administration has socialized one-sixth of our economy already. Because if you think about the Affordable Care Act, you think about what I've just said, the definition of socialism, then we have socialized medicine. We have a group of young individuals who have been made, forced by law to be responsible for my health care and anybody else who's close to my age or older. They're living their lives to support me. They are going to work every day. They're making money. They're paying into this Affordable Care Act so that I, Dr. Clarence Robert Jones III, Dr. C. Robert Jones, can have health care. So whether they want to or not, whether they've ever designed to, they are living their lives to benefit me. They're actual slaves to the government because if they don't pay into the Affordable Care Act, then they'll be fine. And the money they make through uh, that, that goes through the IRS, money comes, they won't be getting those refunds. So they'll be losing money anyway. They'll be getting that money. So basically, they've been forced to be socialist. 
they've been forced into socialized uh, socialized government uh, system. Is that right? Ask yourselves, is that right? You have children. You have young children. I have four. My youngest child is 25 years old. Just made 25 in October. So basically, when he goes to work every single day, part of his responsibility is to millions of people he has never met. Older people. Is this why I brought my son into the world? Is this why how, why my, uh, my wife gave birth to my children? So they could be forced into a form of slavery, economic slavery, so that people who are my age will be able to go to the doctor and get substandard care. Forced servitude is slavery. I choose to serve, Mary said in the chat room. Yes, but does my son choose to serve? Do my sons and daughters choose to serve? No, they did not choose to serve. Not the Affordable Care Act. If they refuse to pay into the system, they will be fined. And their taxes will be docked. And as far as we know, worse things can happen. So, why are we here? I tend to think that God put us on this earth to serve a higher purpose than to be slaves to other people, than to serve others. I don't believe for one minute that my parents gave birth to me to serve anyone but me. And I was taught that if I had the chance, that if a scenario should present itself, that I should be helpful to other people. But my parents never said to me, I brought you into this world to be of service to other people. Did your parents bring you into the world to tell you that it was your responsibility to be of service to others? Is that the only reason why you're here? Did they think so little of you to believe that you're put on this earth just to serve other people? I have never said to my children, you're here to serve other people, that you're here for not for yourself but for someone else. I didn't bring you into this world so that you could buy fancy cars and live in nice houses and prosper. I didn't bring you into this world, Nicholas, Alan, Nevada, Devin. I didn't bring you into this world to become rich and powerful. No. You're here to serve your fellow man. Reminds me of an episode of The Twilight Zone. Remember that episode? Where, where the aliens come down and and uh, they have this big thick book and it's got some scrabble on it and uh, toward the end of the thirty minute segment, some cryptographer manages to decipher. the verbiage on the book. Well, 
they're elated when they figure out that the verbiage on the book cover reads to serve man. And they're like, oh my goodness, wow, that is so great. These beings from another world have brought a book. And that book reads to serve mankind. To serve man. As it turns out, Yes, yes, Mary, as it turns out, that big, thick book was a cookbook. Right now, we're experiencing that very same thing with the Affordable Care Act, and there's more to come. Because what has Obama been saying this whole time? We're a collective. We're here to serve others. So basically, we're living in our own our own Twilight Zone segment, where our young children, your children and mine, are serving or being served. Imagine, did you ever think that your son and your daughter would be forced to pay into a system that took care of people they didn't even know, and they were forced to do it. It's not the Peace Corps. It's not even Job Corps. You're being forced to do it by the government. How, how much further before we get to the point where the government requires us to actually go to work for someone else. Call in numbers three four seven eight eight four eighty five hundred. How how long before that happens? Before we're put in a position where we're just gonna be working. Like communist Russia, like the Soviet Union. Come on. Are we ever going to get to that? Well, we're getting there. And no one thought we'd ever come this far. Remember, not so long ago, last month, when there were a whole host of Kennedy documentaries. And the good people during that time, a lot of Democrats and certainly a lot of Republicans thought Kennedy was a damn communist. That Kennedy was a communist and a socialist and a Marxist. And some folks outright wanted him dead. As it turns out, if Kennedy were alive today and running for office, he would be a Republican. You ever listen to any of that guy's speeches? Ask not what your country can do for you. As for what you can do for your country, etc. He would be a he would be a Reagan Republican right now if he were if he were alive. So the so so badly that the winds have shifted. Reagan. He wouldn't even recognize the Republican Party right now. We've gone so soft. So yeah, we're kind of shifting. We're kind of shifting aren't we, towards socialism and Marxism. But I got a feeling it's going to come to a stop pretty damn quick because it's fortunate for us that we have an incompetent in office. He has no idea what the hell he's doing. He's making a mockery of the presidency. And the winds shift and my good friend, The Black Sphere, host a great radio show on Blog Talk Radio. You can see him on Fox News and other TV shows. He wrote a nice article on his website called America Will Self-Correct. And The Black Sphere is right. America will self-correct. 
We saw it happen with Jimmy Carter. We've seen, we've seen, it's just history. It's just history. It's like when bell bottoms came back. It's like when tie dye shirt came tie dye shirts came back. It's like it's, we, we go in cycles. The problem is when we go in cycles, we shift ever closer to absurdity. As I stated, back in 1960, 61, 62, 63, John F. Kennedy would be a Republican. A hard, I'm talking, he, he would be Reagan-esque if he were alive today and running for office. Listen to some of his speeches. I'm talking about lowering taxes, you know, uh, uh, business. Uh, uh, he, he, he was, he was pro-business. He was less taxes. He was small government. He was all of that. Hell, he was Ronald Reagan without the uh, sexual uh, dalliances. He wouldn't even recognize the Republican, the Democrat Party right now. He'd think they're all a bunch of socialists. Well, I wish we could go on and on and on and on and on and on. But we got to go. Time is running out. We got a lot going on, but we'll be back tomorrow, and we'll talk more about this subject. So please tune in. You've been listening to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. And hey, I know there's so many things you could be doing right now. You could, so a lot of you could be watching the game, where you probably are. Got me, got me just turned down a little bit. So many things you could be doing. You've chosen to listen to my show, and I do so appreciate it. We've got over 300,000 listeners strong, over, a, over almost a million downloads over the course of the last three years. I mean, we're talking nine, eight, nine 900,000 downloads of my shows. That is hot. Thank you so much. And thank you for welcoming, welcoming me back to broadcasting here on Blog Talk Radio. Hey, and when you get a chance, take a look at my, uh, my website, uh, com. Take a look. It's a great website. I did it myself. You'll love it. Check it out. Check, just check it out. Anyway, folks, thank you for, for being here tonight. Everybody in the chat room, everybody who's listening, God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We are out. O-U-T. Out. Out.